Hello, y'all, and welcome to Young Folk Knits. My name is Casey. And I'm Becky. And this is a Very Yarny Podcast. Hello, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Young Folk Knits Podcast. How are you doing today, Becky? I am doing well. How are you feeling? I am um, doing better. I am not sure 100% if I had COVID or not, but my entire family did and tested positive for it and I was sick so I'm assuming I did still have the brain fog but um but I am feeling better I have my tea (laughs) how are you feeling I'm good I am glad that you're feeling better and it's almost fall so the temps are dropping today and yesterday were so much nicer than it has been it is it is prettier this week I think next week is going to be a different story. <laughs> but Don't burst my bubble. I know. I'm here to bring you down, <laughs> Debbie Downer. Um, but it, you know, it'll come. It'll happen. It happens every year. I am so tired of the humidity. I am ready for that crispness in the air. <laughs> I missed you last week. I missed you, too. I hope everyone else missed us, too. I know. I hope y'all missed us last week. (laughs) I was was pretty sick last week, and I just had a sick family, and so we had to skip, but we are glad to be back and talk about all the knitting things. Tell us what you've been knitting on. I have been knitting on a shawl. I started a new shawl. It's called the Silta by Tiff Nealon, and I also have knit one one shoulder of my tessellated vest got that done um i i'm not in the round anymore on that so um the glory days are over for me (laughs) but um it's fine i mean i'm gonna get it done and i'm gonna enjoy it very much i tried it on as best as you can for a a (laughs) bottom-up Uh, project, but I think I'm really going to enjoy it. But the shawl right now is something that I'm loving. I'm absolutely loving it. It's a triangular shawl. It's got sections of garter and then sections of different textured stitch patterns that that are in between. And um, it's just enough to relax you and keep you interested at the same time. And it's moving super fast because it's on big needles, but it's not chunky. It's just it's like ants. It's like taking all the boxes that were open and empty and needed to be ticked. <laughs> and I think that that shawl is um, shown in two colors in the sample, but you're knitting it in a solid color, right? I am because if if anything can get more boring, I'll make sure that I do that. <laughs> you know what? No. Honestly, I think I after looking at the project picture or the sample picture, I actually think I would prefer it in a solid color myself. Right. I think it's to me, I think it would look like larger for some reason if it was in one color, I guess, because it's not broken up by the two. Um, I also think that your eyes will be more focused on this, the texture stitch patterns. Um, And I really liked that. And I think that also it's more usable for me because if I have multiple colors in the shawl, then what I'm wearing it with is going to be a little bit harder if I'm going to have to, you know, coordinate it with another, you know, two different colors. Mm-hmm. So all that to say that I just am plain and I like things plain. <laughs> but it's not plain. It's really pretty. It has lots of different texture in it. So I think it's gorgeous. I think it's going to look great. 
Yeah, I really do love it. And it's it's a very enjoyable, relaxing knit. I highly suggest this pattern. And if you want to see what it looks like, I have on, um, I recorded another podcast on YouTube on my channel, a hand, a hand knit letter. Um, I have like a little baby version of it that I had knit um, to show on that. But next time I record a podcast, I'm sure I'll have it done. So if you want to look at it, um, with your own eyeballs, you can, if you just go to YouTube and type that in. <laughs> and I think to your, um, vest, it is not due, like there's not a due date for it except Rhinebeck. And that's still not until mid-October. So I think it's nice, like if you're starting to feel burnout on it, to be able to have another project that, I mean, you still have a month and a half to finish that and you're already completely done with the, with the body and, and part of the front. So, right. And I, I am going to go on vacation soon. I think that my shawl will be done by then. I don't know if I'll take the vest because I'm trying to not check a bag <laughs> and I want to take some simpler knits with me. And not that the vest is difficult because it's not difficult. I just don't want to have all that yarn with me. So, um, I think I will start maybe a hat and maybe something else like a like a kerchief or something. I would just say you're going to be gone for um, around a week. So you probably need multiple projects, right? <laughs> I think I do. I think it's like a week and a half. So definitely need multiple projects. Um, yeah, I think maybe a hat and maybe something else. But I'm hoping to go to a, a yarn shop while I'm there. And maybe I'll get a little something to start. I'm going to bring my needles because Leanne from the Nitty Stew says I can bring my needles. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> if they say anything, just tell them that Leanne said you could. I'm going to say, I know Leanne. <laughs> she has given me permission. She'll vouch for me. I'm not a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen I've seen a lot of people lately knitting on airplanes. So, you know, I would hope that they wouldn't give you a hard time because that would be pretty. <laughs> what's the word? That would be so non-uniform you know, very non-uniform treatment if they take your knitting away. Yeah, I don't think that'll happen because I even, I looked up the TSA. I don't know if it's called TSA in the country that I'm going to, but I looked up whatever the equivalent is of that and it says I can bring my knitting, so. I have heard of people having to prove that they can knit, like pull it out and knit, prove that they can actually do it. I would Ooh, probably I be like, and dropping stitches left and right. I don't know what I'm, I've suddenly forgot how to knit. <laughs> Ooh, I hope that happens to me because I want to like announce it really loud. Watch this. <laughs> Tell your husband to whip out his camera and take a video. <laughs> and I'm a girl too, just, just to spite you. <laughs> Do you see that? Well, those sounds like some good knitting. <laughs> that sounds like some good knitting. So what have you been working on? Have you been able to knit while you're sick? I, oh, I have knit, but it has probably been a mistake. <laughs> I, I've been uh, trying to work on my alder. I finished, I think since the last time we podcasted, I cast on the color cray shawl and cast it off. So I finished that pretty quickly. It's a very quick knit. And I think it's such a fun pattern because you have, garter, lots of garter, very short sections of brioche and even some eyelet rows mixed in while still doing garter. So it's very interesting. You're changing colors 
And I think it's a great pattern if you want to use up some minis too. So I loved it. I really enjoyed knitting it. It's done and I'm so excited because I will have something to take to Ron Beck <laughs> that is not super hot. Um, I've also been knitting on my Alder Test Knit for Rebecca from the Crayabaya. And that's a pretty addicting knit. Once you get started and you get it in the round, it's really addicting. But it moves infantis infant. <laughs> I can't talk tonight. I literally cannot. Now I can't even say it. It's not coming out of my mouth. Infantismally. Say it together with us, kids. Infantismally. <laughs> okay. It's moving that slowly. That's how slowly it, it feels like it's moving because um, it's almost like a mosaic. There's a lot of slipped stitches, and I feel like you have to work four rows just to get a row done. <laughs> but it's fun. It's a fun four rows to knit. So I'm enjoying that. And guess what I did? Because what? you were gone this weekend. What'd you do? And it's it, you were not here to keep you cast me. on something else. I cast on something else. <laughs> <laughs> I cast on a yell cardigan, which is a Marie Wallen all over color work, fingering weight cardigan. Oh, you did it up big while I was gone. <laughs> go big or go home. Yeah. It, it's crazy. I'm knitting the, the middle size. There's only three sizes. There's a small, medium, a large XL, and a like an XXL. And normally I would make an XXL for myself. But based off the finished circumference and my gauge, I felt like I needed to make the middle size. And I'm just going to tell you this. Middle size, 422 stitches that you cast on. <laughs> and then you start color work. Every row is just loads and loads of color work 422 stitches 26 repeats per row i had to knit the first row four times before i could end on the right <laughs> the right stitch were you on cold medicine i think i was what made you choose this while you were sick <laughs> i'm like never knit this while you have covid ever <laughs> it was it was bad no, it, what happened was I found a, a picture of one that I really liked. Have you ever watched The Gentle Knitter? Oh, yeah. Her podcast? Okay, I love her podcast. I wish, I hope that she feels better soon and can record again because I miss it. But she knit a yell cardigan once and I fell in love with it. And I want, I have wanted one ever since I saw hers, which has been a few years ago. And then there's an Instagram account called Whistle and Thread, and she recently finished a yellow cardigan in colors that I was like, oh my goodness, I need that color family exactly. And I was like, okay, I'm going to knit it. I picked out all my yarn because I have a bunch of Jameson's Spindrift that I was like, somehow in my mind thinking I was going to do a different Marie Wall and sweater. So I'm like, I'll just pick out contrast colors from that. And I got some Brooklyn Tweed Loft for my main color. And I showed it to Jelena, who on Instagram is Jelena Sue. And she's like, oh, let's knit this. Let's knit it together. And I'm like, well, I wasn't planning on casting it on yet. And she's like, we're let's cast it on now. <laughs> 
So that's what I did. And I've got like an inch and a half, a little baby yell cardigan. That's what I have been doing. And I'm Jelena's so almost done. Jelena's <laughs> knit like three so far. She yeah. like three cardigans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is what happens when you're not here. <laughs> when you're gone on vacation for a week and a half, I'll probably have like seven new cast-ons. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be pandemonium. <laughs> Enough about my chaotic cast-on fever. We have a few questions that we had sent in we can chat about. Do you want to read our first one? So this question is from Chloe Sarah Marie. Ever feel FOMO when you aren't making a popular pattern or buying a new yarn? Yes. Short answer, yes. What about you? Um, sometimes. Mostly, well, sometimes. Not very often, though, because I I grew up, like, in the 80s and 90s where, like, we were, like, the best at gatekeeping. Like, that's what we did. And, like, we had our own thing. And I was like, you cannot do it. And also, it was not cool to do other things that people did. <laughs> so maybe that's the reason why it holds me back a little bit. But Instagram and YouTube make it where I, I do fill the poll. I do fill the poll from time to time. Yeah, I would say more with the patterns than with the yarn. Um, I definitely, when I see a pattern that I really love and someone else is knitting it, I'm like, I want to knit it too. Not that I don't want them to get to knit it. I want to knit it with them. Right. <laughs> um, not as much with the yarn because I feel like if I, just because someone is using a yarn, that doesn't make me want to use it. It has to, the yarn actually has to be something that I personally really want. I'm very, I feel like I'm picky with my yarn and it has to be something that I really like. I feel like I tend to be less picky with my patterns. <laughs> Sometimes I will knit something willy nilly uh, just because it's new. But um, there are some patterns that I won't knit because everybody is knitting it. And that's so stupid. But I'm like, no, I'm not knitting that because 500 people have just knit it. <laughs> just give yourself one year and then you can knit it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it's funny. I mean, I don't, unless I really love something, um, even if it's popular, I don't, I don't feel like I have to do it. But if it's popular and I love it, like I was really close to trying to apply for that Alder sweater test net because I thought it was so cute. I'm like, oh, I, I want to be a part of that. But at the same time, like the other part of me was like, um, I don't want to be rushed with that. I also don't want to be a part of whatever is being done then wait. Well, let's start again. I also don't want to have to, um, I want to knit it when all the kinks are fully worked out. <laughs> so that kind of kept me from doing it, but I think that one is so cute. And I think I will have to have that eventually. <laughs> yes. You will look very cute in that. All right. Our next question is, oh, wait, let me find it again. Okay. So we've got actually a few questions about this same topic. 
and one was from Kelly. It says, how did you learn a specific stitch in knitting like brioche? Did you YouTube it? And then there was another question that said, what is your favorite way to learn new knitting skills? What do you think, Bex? Um, YouTube is fantastic. YouTube is wonderful. Before YouTube, you had to wait till um, you can get with the old lady who knows how to knit everything. <laughs> and I said that most affectionately. Um, and then she could show you how to do it. Or you could have to drive to a yarn store or yarn shop. And hopefully someone there knows how to do what's in the pattern. Um, or look at uh, knitting books where sometimes the diagrams are just like you're looking at it and you're like, what are they saying? And why are they knitting with spaghetti? That's what it looks like. <laughs> so And chopsticks. Right. <laughs> so... Yeah, YouTube is fantastic. It is, no, I know there's a lot of you know, pros and cons with social media, but that is the one thing that I say is a number one pro is the knowledge that you can get for free at your fingertips, no matter where you live, no matter what. You can go on there and somebody, some nice person out there has given their knowledge for free to you. And so I think that's great. Yeah, I totally agree. I remember when I first started knitting, I went and got a knitting book and I didn't really know about YouTube as much <laughs> at that point. I, I don't think YouTube was as big as it is right now. I'm sure there were knitting videos on it, but it was very frustrating to me. In fact, I think that probably will keep a lot of people from becoming a knitter if you only have a book to look at the diagrams. I also think that those diagrams are the reason that multiple people purl the wrong way. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people that, you know, learned to knit during COVID and I saw I saw that they were purling the wrong way. And I think that that could definitely be part of <laughs> why that happens. I think videos are 100%. I think what's great too is the fact that you can watch different people do it. So, you know, you can, if you're wanting to learn brioche, you can watch so-and-so show you how to do the stitch. And then you can watch somebody else show you how to do the same stitch and you get a more well-rounded view on how to do it. You're going to understand it better. It's going to seem easier because you're getting multiple people <laughs> explaining it to you. So I love YouTube. I 100% recommend it. I agree with that about multiple, multiple people because some people can show you something and say very similar things to the next person, but sometimes it's just the way a particular person words something clicks in your brain a little bit better. I will watch different things just to make sure, also to make sure that I'm understanding it right. Like, oh, okay, I think I know it, what they're saying. Well, let's check out what this person says. Oh, yep, I do know what they're saying. So, yeah, I you can find tons of tutorials for everything on there. Sometimes people even teach you how to knit an entire garment from start to finish. I can think of um, like uh, Kay of the Crazy Sock Lady, also um, Denise of um earth tones girl they'll teach you how to knit a, a full-on sock knit from start to finish the heel flap and gusset everything for free i think it's just so fantastic and it's so i don't know 
there's lots of things that kind of like that you think like, man, people are the worst <laughs> like in daily life, you know? But then when you see people do that and give their time and, and, and like knowledge, you're like, oh, I guess people are pretty cool. A little redeeming quality there for right. humankind. <laughs> um, I, I also think, I feel like there's not a whole lot of knitting stitches I haven't done at least once. That being said, there are times like, okay, make one left, make one right. That is something that I have memorized. Like I know how to, to do that, especially because I use the phrase in through the front door out. No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> um, what is a phrase that I use? That's, that's not it. <laughs> it's I left the front door open and I'll be right back. So that helps me to know, like, are which way is my needle going in on the make one right and the make one left? But when it comes to make one right pearls and make one left pearls, it's different. And I don't do it as often. And I feel like I've been doing it a lot lately, unfortunately. <laughs> and I will have to look up. I'm like, wait, which, which way do I put my needle in for the make one right pearl? And in that case, it's almost easier for me to just search text and then you know read it so I think that's nice too like once you have a stitch under your belt that you've done before but I mean let's be honest we can't remember everything all the time that that sometimes is nice too to just be able to quickly read you know insert your right hand needle in into the back of the stitch and and so i do like that as well but 100 percent video tutorials all the way <laughs> keep them coming okay i think we have one last question okay so our last question comes from marnie knits do you pull from the outside or inside of a yarn ball and why any pros or cons does it really matter um, always 100% pull from the outside of a yarn ball. Never pull from the inside. <laughs> no, um, I would say I, I really do always pull from the outside of a yarn ball. The only, only, only time I pull from the inside of a yarn ball is if I need to hold it double and I've only got like one yarn ball. <sighs> or yarn cake, I should say. You can't pull from the inside of a yarn ball. But uh, I hate it. There's yarn vomit everywhere. There's tangles. It's just a nightmare waiting to happen. Have you ever had a good experience from a center pool yarn cake? No, I haven't. <laughs> I know some people really love it. Some people love it. And they'll make these little um, like knitting cozy things to hold their their yarn. And maybe that makes a difference. I don't know. Um, but I I don't like it. I, I don't like it because I, anytime I get really bad knots or tangles, it was from like a, um, something that had already been started from the center that I, that I used or from like a commercial yarn or a big, big box store yarn sometimes will have that. And for some reason I decided not to take it from the outside like a fool, but, <laughs> but you know, like usually that has a, a two options, right? You know, when you get, when you get something that's wound like that. Um, you can either, you know, find that center or you can pull from the outside, but I will always pull from the outside for that specific reason. And I find that once my yarn gets kind of like towards the end where it's getting kind of sloppy and kind of wayward on me, um, it's easier to rewind that if it's mm -hmm. not from the center. It's easier for me just to kind of make that tidy again. 
Yeah, I think you're asking for trouble if you pull from the center. <laughs> that is my opinion. You can quote me on that. Another one other time that I will pull from the center is when I'm knitting with a color shifting yarn like spin cycle. Um, if, if when that happens and what I want is in the center of the ball, I will do it. But I think the key, honestly, to not having trouble from a center pool ball or center pool yarn cake, I mean, is to do an absolutely perfect job of winding it up. Whenever you're winding a cake, um, sometimes you'll like start and stop, you'll slow down and speed up, and you'll get this slack in in the yarn, and it creates a little bit of yarn that sort of pops out from the cake, and then your yarn that you're pulling out will get caught on that and start tangling and pulling big chunks of it out. And I think if you can somehow do, you know, a, a perfect job of winding your yarn cake, you have a chance. You have a chance of making it through. <laughs> all right, I think that's it, isn't it? That's all she wrote. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for hanging out with us again. Just want to remind you all that the Rhinebeck Caravan Cow that Becky and I are hosting is still going strong on Instagram. So if you have a project that you are knitting either to wear to Rhinebeck or if you're not going to Rhinebeck in person, but you're knitting something that you would love to wear if you were going, then you are eligible to participate in the knit along. So just tag your pictures with Rhinebeck Caravan Cow and you'll be entered to win a prize. Also, Becky, why don't you tell them where they can find you on all of the interwebs? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at a.handknit.letter, and you can find me on YouTube at ahandknitletter. You can find me on Instagram at youngfolk.knits. You can find me on YouTube at youngfolkknits. You can also submit a question or topic for Becky and I to chat about by going to youngfolknits.com and finding the submission form there. Until next time, happy knitting, y'all. Happy knitting. Happy knitting.